Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ho, ho, ho. It's the Ball with the Beast podcast presented by our great friends at White Insurance Services alongside Brent Hubbs and Paul Fordenberry. Paulie, Tennessee goes on the road and they get a nice win on the road and doing it in a different fashion. Two weeks ago or three weeks ago now. It was a defensive win by the defense against Texas A&M. Defense, eh, not so good against Kentucky, but the offense showed up, and they get to win 33-27. Yeah, they did enough to win on the defensive side. How about that? Uh, you know, But, yeah, offensively, Joe Milton, probably his most efficient day as a Vol, uh, which was great to see. And then the, the trio of running backs, again, this, this team goes as far as they go. I mean, Jalen Wright in the first half just looked phenomenal. And then Dylan Sampson on a couple of drives uh, towards the end of the game, uh, they, they just kind of put it on his shoulders, and, and, and he took him down the field, got the essentially the game-winning touchdown. And uh, so, yeah, obviously a big win um, in the SEC. Any wins a, a really good win, and you're still in the race for the East. Uh, you know, Georgia still got to come through Knoxville, and so you set yourself up for a, a November that uh, is meaningful, right? Um, so uh, I'll be interested to see how, how the rest of the season plays out. You know, they got a layup this weekend, but uh, absolutely a, a big, a crucial win. You, you never want to lose to Kentucky or Vanderbilt, but um, they, they got the job done. Yeah, if they win next week, however, they're either going to be playing for the East, which means that Georgia's lost to either Ole Miss or Missouri, or they're playing the number one team in the country at home with a chance to win and potentially go 10-2 and two in back-to-back seasons. Either way, that's what makes next week so big, right? I mean, like they're either going to be playing the number one team with a chance to get the double-digit wins in the regular season or, again, playing for the East, which is all you could ask for in the month of November. Too many times, Hubbard, in the last 15 years, November, you know, they, they might have remembered what you did in it, but it didn't matter going into November. Well, I mean, head coaches like to say they're all big, right? But the reality is, I mean, when you're out of the, when you're out of the bowl conversation, you're out of the championship conversation, they're not as big. Um, this, this is, this team is, look, everybody's going to talk about the Florida game, what they gave away and the opportunity they had at Alabama that they didn't capitalize on. But still, this team is setting in a position that, uh, the next two games, um, after this weekend is very meaningful for not just Tennessee. It's meaningful for the conference race. It's meaningful yeah. for the playoffs. It's meaningful for the bowl, for the bowls. And that, that's where you're trying to get this program to. You're trying to be relevant in November when they when they put out the, the playoff you know, numbers and you start talking about championships and competing for championships. So uh, it's another step in the, in the continued progression uh, of this program. You know, year two was just a little bit of an outlier because the quarterback play was so good. Year three's not been bad, but by any means, it's just that, that you jumped up in year two because you got such great quarterback play that – some people, you know, I've seen people how oh, they saved their season last week. I don't, I don't really buy all of that. That was a big win, and, and it makes the rest of November even more relevant. Uh, but, but I think this team has, has continued to progress pretty nicely. Elsewhere around the league is uh, it's a really big week. Not for Tennessee, they play UConn, and we'll let Paul pick that game coming up. Be shocker who he picks. Um, but uh, it's it's you know 
starting with A&M on the road at Ole Miss. This is a game where A&M comes in, you know, not really in the best of shape. Can Jimbo suffer another loss? Lane, he loves to pick the bones of a dead carcass, and we'll see if he can do so on Saturday. Yeah, I, I think more than anything, it's just about Ole Miss's offense. Um, you know, a- A&M's defense is is absolutely one of the top in the SEC, but um, since Max Johnson's taken over, they, they just haven't been that explosive. Uh, their run game is, I mean, below average. Um, and then you go to Ole Miss, you go to Oxford, where Ole Miss is pretty tough. And I just, you know, I think it's tough for a team that doesn't have a great offensive identity to play a Lane Kiffin team. Um, and can, on the other side, I, I thought about this earlier this week, can Ole Miss avoid what's happened the last two Novembers, right? They're, they're kind of sitting in the same position they've been the last two years. And then they've just uh, they just floundered down the stretch. They just have not been able to win the big games. And part of that last year, obviously, was, was Lane flirting with Auburn. Uh, or we can say that's an excuse, right? But but at the end of the day, for for Lane to take a next step, for Ole Miss to take a next step, they're they're going to have to win a lot of these ball games in November. So yeah, I, I think it's interesting to to put that um, that that part of this game in there is how they've played in November. But at home, you know, again, just with Texas A&M's lack of an offense, I think it's going to be tough for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I think where Texas A&M is. They're really good in the front. We know that on defense. They're very suspect in the back end and the secondary, uh, which I think could, could play into Ole Miss's hands and the Lane Kiffin's hands in terms of drawing some stuff up. Noon start or, or 11 a.m. start in Oxford, that probably helps A&M uh, because it's probably not going to be the most intense world over there. But but this is an interesting game because I, I think there's a ton of pressure on Jimbo Austin because, the you know, the, they're the, – the buzzards are circling, so to speak, right? I mean, they're, they're circling around there. But at the same time, too, I think this is a very big game for Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss because of what Paul said. Yeah, They've been here before in November, and they've just wilted. Are they going to wilt this year in November, or are they going to make that their, their November really meaningful? And this is this is a first big test in that month of November with this team. Yeah, because, I mean, next week they play Georgia. In Athens, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got two physical games back to back. Obviously, they have the Egg Bowl still, still uh, coming up on the schedule. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm with you. I think that you know, Paul brings up a great point. Obviously, we all know, you know, everybody's ready for the final shoe to drop. You know, for Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. You know, what kind of game plan does Jimbo come up with this week? Uh, you know, because right now, I think a lot of people are loving up Ole Miss, which I think sets up well for A&M. Paulie, well. First of all, how in the world can Ole Miss – or not Ole Miss, A&M – I know they've got tons of money, but would they really buy out Jimbo after this year? And he's what? Is that $80 million left on the contract? Yeah, but here's the thing. So if you don't buy him out, it drops, what, $6 million next year? I mean, well, what's – Even if it's 10 or 12, who cares? Like 68, 84, what? I mean, it's still a ridiculous amount of money. The biggest thing is that you have to pay it like in like 30 days or whatever. I mean oh. – like, <laughs> he gets just a lump sum. It's not over the course of the contract. I, I think it's. I think what it's a like, horrible contract. This is. I think it's like half or something like that in thirty days. Like you, you got to pay some stupid amount of money really quick. Right. Right? Okay. Which is the way that a lot of them are built in now. That's oh, that's brutal. All right, but yeah, back to, back to the game. I, you know, I, I don't know that it ma- that it matters. A lot of times when coaches backs against the wall, 
there's a reason their backs against the wall because they're not their team's not playing well. They haven't been coaching well. And I, I mean, that's what's happening here. I just don't believe in AM's offense. I don't, I mean, maybe Jimbo can find some magic and then get something going. But I mean, Max Johnson, we've seen him at LSU, we've seen AM. He is who he is, right? He's not going to magically turn into a, um, you know, a, a big time product out of this week at Ole Miss. And, 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 and Hubbard, you make a good point. 11 o'clock. They'll be having brunch in the Grove, which maybe that's more wild than most brunches. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, I just have trouble seeing A&M going there, being highly motivated uh, to come out of there with a win versus what Ole Miss has to play. What's to, I mean, they're still in contention in the West. They're very much in contention in the West. Um, Alabama is not, you know, uh, infallible down the last uh, the last month uh, stretch. I mean, LSU wins this weekend, and the West is up for grabs. So. I mean, there's there, there's a ton at stake for Ole Miss compared to what's at stake for Texas A&M beyond Jimbo's contract. Speaking of a lot uh, on the table, uh, both Missouri and Georgia uh, control their destiny in the SEC East. If Missouri can get past the Bulldogs and beat the Vols next week, uh, you know they're you know providing no other upsets down the line. They're they're going to be headed to Atlanta, which would be remarkable and for Eli Drinkwitz and, and the Tigers. Um, they go to Athens this week. Tennessee fans will sure be paying attention to this one because a loss by the Bulldogs totally brings the Vols back into the SEC Eastern Championship mix. Can Missouri and, and we'll pick the game later, but how do they how do they stay with Georgia, a Georgia team that seems like they're getting better by the week? Yeah, I agree with you, AP. Uh, Carson Beck has looked really strong uh, outside of the the first drive that Florida had last week. Um, where they, you know, scored a touchdown. Georgia looked dominant. I mean, they just looked extremely dominant. Um, I think, like I said, Carson Beck's playing well. The defense is, has, has really found some playmakers. They found their identity, which we were, were wondering when that was going to happen this year. Um, but, again, credit to, credit to Missouri and Eli Drinkowitz for being relevant this time of year. Uh, you know, we've all kind of giggled and laughed at, at, at some of the things he said or done up there at Missouri – uh, but man, they're playing well this year. They've got an explosive offense. They, they've got a, a good defense. And um, I think I saw the spread was like 15, 15 and a half. And, and it is in Athens, but that still feels pretty aggressive to me for a Missouri team that's playing really well and has a really good quarterback. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys would agree with this. I feel like this is Georgia's strongest test of the season by far. Um, so I'll be really interested to see how Missouri plays on the road, not at home. Um you know, at Uga, that, that's a that's an intimidating environment where they I don't think they've been in one like that this year. So uh, it'll be a really good game. I'm expecting it to be a good game at least. Well, I mean, here's a newsflash to everybody: Georgia can win without the Heisman Trophy winning tight end on the field. Um, Paul, <laughs> my um, God, my God, Brock Bowers. <laughs> I think Brock Bowers is really good, but Georgia's got a lot of weapons, and those yeah. weapons showed up. Um, and they probably, to some degree, were a little too dependent on Bowers early in the year. Probably didn't spread the ball around a, a, as much as they should. And they were they were more dynamic offensively against Florida than they had been because, one, they're letting Carson Beck play, kind of cutting him loose and, and letting him play. And um, he, he spread the ball around very well. I, I'm going to be fascinated to see the start of this game because Missouri was down 14 nothing at Kentucky. And that looked like Kentucky was going to going to mop the floor up with them or the field up with them in Missouri's first true road game. And then Missouri fakes a punt and, and they get back in the game. 
Paul, if, if you no show at Georgia, if you're Missouri, Ooh. if you no show early in that game, that thing is going to be ask Kentucky, right? Yeah, that thing's going to be completely out of control in a hurry. So I, I think the first couple possessions for for this Missouri team in this game is just going to be vital. I, that's the to me, that's the biggest thing to watch in, in this game on Saturday is can Missouri survive the start of this game? Well, it, and I don't think you have to have points early. You obviously would love to have them, but you've got to, if you're not getting points on offense, you've got to have stops on defense. Yeah. So like one side of the ball has got to bring it Saturday to keep right. them, yeah. to keep them in it, you know, early, because you're right. I mean, like Georgia knows, Georgia's very aware, you know, that, that, that you know, that they, you know, they win this one and then they beat Ole Miss next week. And that Tennessee game becomes moot point. They're the champs. They're the champs. If they win this week and next week, it doesn't matter what Tennessee does against them. So, like, well, to me, that's going to be, you know, these next two games before Tennessee hosts George are critical for the Bulldogs. Yeah, and, and if you're if you're Eli Drinkowitz, you can't make um, can't make mistakes like Billy Napier did on Florida's second drive last week. Fourth and inches, you try some crazy halfback pass that gets just totally blown up, and then the game the game's out of control after that. Right. You, 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 that was one of the most. I think I, I, I texted both you guys. That. Do. They, they, they make I don't know what Billy Napier's salary is, but he deserves to give his game check back after that one. I mean, it was one of the worst coaching calls I've ever I just have ever seen. And and you can't do that against a great team like that. You you, you got to do what keeps you in the game and and going forward on fourth and short or, or even you know punting it away, whatever. But just don't make stupid against great teams. You can't make stupid mistakes. You can't make avoidable mistakes, and that was 100% avoidable, and then the game just got out of hand right after that. The more things change, the more they stay the same, Hover. I mean, he said the same thing about you when you wrote that story about Tim Tebow at <laughs> SEC Media Days. You should give your month check back that week. And I'm like, dang. Oh, hey, I, I don't remember the Tebow story. I, I, wanna I, just wanna I want to change Paul's um, lower third down there to Tyler from Spartanburg. He, that, um, he is. Hey, that's who it was. It was hey. Hey, I su- I supported Dabo on that one. <laughs> totally supported Dabo going off on that guy. Totally. My favorite part of it was when he was doing his rant, and he was like, "Tyler, <laughs> Tyler, out loud when he did that." Like you know, Tyler. Oh, uh, definitely. It was like it was like your mom using your middle name when you're when you're about eight years old. You're like, "Oh man, yeah. I'm in trouble." <laughs> so, so, so we get we get. Big Clemson fans that live two two houses up the street from me, and so on Halloween, kids go by there and they get candy. I'm like, can you guess my my attire? And of course, I always look like I'm dressed to play golf. And they're like, you're a golfer. I said, I'm Tyler from Spartanburg. <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> golly, those man, hey. um, but but Paul, your your point your point back to back to the Florida thing is, I mean, is exactly right. Don't coach yourself out of the game yeah. early, like. Like, make it 60 minutes. Stay in it as long as you can stay, particularly when you're the road team, you're the underdog. Put the pressure on the home team by staying into the game as long as you can. Look, I, I get Eli going for the fake punt against Kentucky. They needed a spark. They were down 14 nothing. They obviously saw something there. But, I mean, Billy Napier, you've been really good out of the gates. you got a touchdown. Settle into the game and, and, and play the game. Don't Don't – don't give away points the, the way that, that they did. Much the way Kentucky, when they went to Athens, gave away points because they had like 12 penalties in their first two drives, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they they killed their first two drives, 
with personal foul penalties. Just, yeah. just work smart. Missouri's Missouri's got to play smart and settle into this game if they're going to make it a four-quarter fight. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Speaking of playing smart, LSU is going to have to play smart at Alabama. Uh, again, Alabama's kind of got control of the West right now, but that could shift if LSU can find a way to make it two in a row against the Tide. Yeah, Mil- Milrose playing pretty good right now. Um, it's funny to me, the – what the benching has maybe done for him. I, I don't know. You know, he doesn't play against US, USF, and then he's not turning the ball over now, which really killed him in that Texas game. And they, they found some identity um, on that side of the ball. But but then he, here comes LSU that has one of the most explosive offenses in the SEC, if not the most explosive. Um, their defense is Jekyll and Hyde. You, you get maybe something different a little bit every week from them. Um they should be better. Um, they have the athletes to do it. So, yeah, I mean, this massive game, as it should be between LSU and, and and Alabama, this should hopefully, you know, be a tremendous game, a nightcap on on CBS on Saturday. I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, yeah, I'll be really interested to see what, what, this, what this LSU team looks like. Can they withstand early Alabama? And then can they make plays in the second half? Alabama in the second half the last few weeks, obviously against Tennessee, they've been really good. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this game. I think it'll be a tremendous game. Yeah, for, for me, this one's all about how does how does Alabama handle the feet of Jaden Daniels hmm. and, and his ability to make plays with his feet? If there's been a kryptonite AP to Nick Saban's defense through the years, it's been mobile quarterbacks. Yep. You go back and, and you look, and, I mean, that was one of the things that helped Tennessee get out of the gates, right? I, I mean, a, against them two weeks ago. Joe Milton's legs were a factor. He did some good things with his feet, particularly early in that game. You know, Jaden Daniels likes to run a lot. So how does how does Alabama negotiate defensively with Daniels' running ability? Because he's going to be the most mobile, most athletic quarterback who can also throw it that they've played all year long. And that that type of player has typically given Saban some, some issues and some problems. So you know, I, I think I think they I think Daniels just has to be unbelievable for for them to win this game. But you know what? He was terrific against them a year ago in Baton Rouge. So um, can he do it two years in a row against Nick Saban, who's had a year to get ready to play him? And, and you've got two stud receivers too. I mean, what Texas did with their receivers that that's that killed Alabama. That's that's one thing I think too a key matchup. I, I think LSU's Napier's tremendous. So I I think that's a tough matchup for Alabama. This stat from the River Bailey Sports Network, Nick Saban has not been beaten in consecutive years 
by the same quarterback since 1998 when he was at Michigan State. He was beaten back-to-back years by Drew Brees and Purdue. Mm-hmm. Nice stat. Nice stat. Nice That's stat. a terrific stat. Can I – uh, yeah, okay. That that go that 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 that, that, that stat will go okay with, with where I'm at with this game, I think, ultimately. But um yeah, I mean again, you you've got you know, you've got Nick Saban who's had a year to prepare for him and, and get ready for him. Um what is what is Brian Kelly? Maybe that's that the what is you know, what does Brian Kelly have? I, and again, I mean can can LSU get enough defensive stops to, to get off the field? Or can Alabama kind of salt this, salt the game away with their offense? I mean, Milrow's feet have become more of a factor. He's healthier mm-hmm. than he was three or four weeks ago. He seems to be willing to run a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I think I think Nick Saban's actually done a really nice job with this team, considering where they were yeah. early in the year. I, I think they've improved. Um, this is not his best team by any means. They're not dominant, but they they've done a nice job, and the schedules helped them. Right? They've got they've got some of their bigger matchup games at home. You, know, you got Tennessee at home. You get LSU at home. That's that's a that's a win for them. As home opposed to at home, yeah, yeah I mean, they've got their they've got their best games at home. You know, I mean, A and M was on the road, but other than that, you know, the 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 only thing that didn't happen for them well at home is is they had to play Texas, and Texas brought Big Twelve officials, so that just didn't work in their favor. It, well, I got to. I was going to say, I think you have to credit him too on Milrow. I know you talked about his legs, but he looked like. Uh, a liability after Texas, you're thinking, man, this kid can't for what Alabama wants to be. He can't help them get there. And now we're sitting here, and um, they're in the thick of it in the West. I mean, they're they're playing for the SEC West essentially this week. I mean, obviously if LSU wins and tons of chaos, but his um, quick maturation, the way I, I'm just surprised he's not turning the ball over like he was earlier in the year. And that's been huge for them and how Nick Saban wants to win. Yeah. And if you're LSU, you've got to get after the quarterback. You've got to put him in some pressure. Don't let him out of the pocket, try and get him to throw some, some bad throws, but he's done a really good job the last month, not doing that. Yeah. You're, you're hundred percent right, Polly. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a big, big thing as uh, you know, Halloween may be behind us, but it's never too late to go trick or treating. Don't be tricked like Hubs was into picking Justin Wilcox just two short months ago. Hey, look, hey, how, how good was my man last week? It I mean, good enough. And you're interrupting my ad. <laughs> Treat yourself. The great people at White Insurance Services. Polly, tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, th- this is the time of the year where both our uh, property casualty side, which is our business insurance and our employee benefit side, uh, we see a lot of um, a lot of new clients come and, and join on board. Our employee benefit side's uh, obviously doing enrollment right now, and, and they're great. They help employers find creative solutions that are great for their employees for their for their health care. And then on our side, on the on the business insurance, um, you know, we're seeing crazy things in the insurance market right now. Property insurance, like we've never seen it before, with the rise of costs in the state of Tennessee and really around the country, and on auto as well. And we're helping our clients navigate that and find the best solution, which is uh, the most affordable with the best coverage. So yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call or email me at Paul at Wyatt insurance.com or call 865-862-3997 and ask for Paul and uh, we'll help take care of you. That is Wyatt Insurance Services, our proud presenting sponsor of the Ball with the Beast podcast. 
Last week was kind of a, yeah, a ho-hum week in the picks. We all went 5-0. and oh. I mean, it was just kind of that. This week, I would assume there's going to be some shakeups. I'm not seeing the picks. I don't think anybody has except for Megan. Let's bring them up here, and let's take a look at right. who took who. I bet I bet, there's, I bet it's across the board the same thing. <laughs> oh, no, we got a couple. Oh. I'm the only LSU at Alabama. I'm going down with the ship with Sam Pittman, boys. Pull like, me once, shame on you. Pull me 17 times, shame on me. But, hey, let's go. Oh, yeah. Ooh. AP, I think, uh, I think the ride's on the wall for our boy Sam Pittman. Nobody yeah. took Mississippi State. I was a little nervous about that one. A little bit nervous about I, that I, one. I really wanted to take Jacksonville State. I really I did, too. did. I, I did really too. did. I just think best player on the field is Rattler. And, I mean – God, they can't lose to Jacksonville State, can they? But if they AP, do, I thought about it. Long. I saw. I got to watch Jacksonville State earlier in the year. Um, man, if they had a little bit more settled quarterback play, they have a great defense for that level, and they have a really strong running game. They have one really good tailback. I think he he was earlier in the year averaging like 110 yards a game. But their quarterback situation to go on the road at South Carolina, I don't know that I I can figure it out. But it's Rich Rod. You know, he's gonna he'll have some scheme stuff. Uh, for South Carolina, and maybe that team's just thrown in the towel. I mean, Spencer Rattler did not look good last week uh, at all. So that, that that that's the one thing I wonder about is this: when you have a, we've been around coaches that kind of say some weird things, and we all know how the team reacts to that. They can they can just they can give up a little bit quicker on you know maybe than some other coaches. So I. I wonder about that one. Is 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 how uh, invested are the players in Columbia, South Carolina, right now? Yeah, because the collective out there begging for money, saying they're not going to have enough money to keep their best players. And, and yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of vibes that aren't real good over there. Remember this too about South Carolina. And and listen, if I had not seen Jacksonville State play Sam Houston State on like a Tuesday night or whatever it was, I would have probably picked Jacksonville State. But they scared me in that Sam Houston State game and I was kind of like ah, I don't I don't I don't know if they got I don't no. know that they yeah. can that they can play with SEC athletes but what I was going to say is the one thing about South Carolina is they seem to be regressing offensively mm-hmm. and, and remember they got a first year coordinator in Dow Loggins they don't have the signals from Connor Stallions anymore hover <laughs> that's, that's okay <laughs> maybe, maybe that's part of it too but 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 Dow Loggins is you know he's got a history of being a little bit disruptive if things aren't going well they're just Ooh. they haven't gotten better offensively they they were really good mm-hmm. until everybody kind of got a beat on their scheme and then they seem to be Going kind of in the wrong direction offensively, which is which is why this game is really intriguing. The, the Kentucky thing to me is, I just don't think Mississippi State could score. If Mississippi State had some offense, yeah. then that that would be a really temptation pick because I'm not sure Devin Leary is going to play nearly as well this week as he did last week. I, I don't think you really. I you know, it was good to see Leary show up, not O'Leary, but I mean like. You know, I, I do think that that's a sneaky good game. And I came so close to picking Vanderbilt to beat Auburn. Did you really? Yeah. No. 
Oh yeah, it's at Vanderbilt, man. Tough place to play. <laughs> you know that construction going on in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, like you realize how distracting that is when they got a jackhammer over in the end zone going. Yeah, hey, when you're up forty nine nothing, it's really distracting. And here's the crazy thing about that: they've got a temporary tents for a locker room, and it's a better locker room than what they have in their permanent structure oh, for the opposing locker room in terms of space. They have, they have so much more space. I didn't get the whole Hugh Freeze. It's a hard place to play comment like that's a really that's a really bad sell publicly like nobody's like nobody's buying that one that's that one was that one was a head scratcher um hey, listen polly polly bought hugh freeze's stuff hugh freeze came right over to the fortenberry house and laid it on thick came came hung out with us man Liberty. all right i want to go i want to go to paul's pick of lsu at alabama get, get, walk me through what because here was where I, here's where i here's where i am with that one yeah, let's hear it. I think, I think LSU can score. I think they can move the ball. I don't know if they can stop Alabama. And it's just Alabama at home in November with a division title on the line. I just that just feels like it's always been an Alabama win, right? You know, I'm I'm a big believer in when you have teams that are close to each other. I, I tend to take the better quarterback. And I think Jaden Daniels is better quarterback. Uh now here's the thing. Who do I trust more, Nick Saban or Brian Kelly? Well, that's no brainer, obviously. I Nick trust Saban. the officials. Yeah. No. Oh. I bet they don't. I bet Alabama doesn't get called for holding this week. Anybody want to take a bet you, you on that think. one? Yeah, shocker, right? No, I, I just I, I think um, you know one of these weird games. Ha- I don't think Alabama's invincible like they seemingly have been in the years past. I think they still have their warts. Um, they've just been playing better. But else, you've been playing better too. Um, so yeah, I just, I think, uh, I'm going to go with Jaden Daniels. Maybe is this a Heisman kind of game for him? And I love their receivers. They're big time receivers. So, I mean, I see this being 38, 35 or 41, 38 kind of game. Um, I, I think it'll be a high scoring. I mean, literally I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about it. We got a, we got a late football game in, uh, Lynchburg this Saturday, but I'm hoping this one's still going on afterwards. Uh, and catch the fourth quarter. So as for, the game we all came to see, Polly. Will he take UConn to upset the balls? You know, I saw UConn. About in, it. I, about I, saw, it. I saw UConn in person last year uh, at uh, University of Connecticut. Surprising tailgating scene up there, AP. Um, you know, I saw an upset up there. I don't think we'll see an upset on Saturday in Neyland Stadium. I think the Vols roll absolutely won't even be close. Uh, but but congrats to, to UConn uh, on having a successful program after essentially almost dying uh, a couple years ago, and 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 they're moving in the right direction. So yeah, uh, good for them. I had a fun time up there. We stayed in the city. AP saw Hamilton. Uh, so great time at UConn. But yeah, all about the Vols this weekend. That's all I can really say about the game. I mean, there's you hung out with you hung out with Rip Hamilton. No, we didn't see him. We we tried to look for for him and uh, he, Ray he, Allen. No, I would have totally hung out with Ray Allen. What was the guy that the Grizzlies took with the first overall pick? The machine to beat. That's who we hung out with. Well, unless Jim Calhoun shows up, Connecticut's got no shot in this game. And I'm not sure he's showing up because he's not real beloved that you've got anymore. No, Which, yeah. You, you will mean, Gino come down for the game is the question. It's the Pat Summit. Uh, I saw that. The accessory game or whatever where they'll wear the baby blue accessories. Maybe Gino will be there in the box somewhere. I don't. Think you, so. you don't think so? There, there won't be a Vol Quest 
uh, interview with Gino before the game? <laughs> no, I don't think so. He is Brent Hubbs. He is Paul Fordenberry. Make sure you give Paul a call today and make sure to like and subscribe this video. Get it out there for more Vol fans, more SEC fans. But give Paul a call today at Wyatt Insurance Services. That number is 865-862-3997. As for Paul, he'll tell you some great Rob Lewis stories. And eventually, you never know, old Rob may pop in on the old Ball with the Peace podcast. Oh, love One that. week before love the end that. of the season. Guys, we'll see you next week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.